welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. How are you guys? We have another incredible interview for you today on a topic I'm just, I'm really excited about because we are talking all things people over profits and the importance of connecting both with our clients and just the humans that surround weddings in general rather than thinking of them as you know just money drivers which a lot of people can get sucked into and so i'm incredibly excited for today's episode i'm excited for you guys to get into it it is going to be an amazing episode whether you're a photographer videographer planner whoever you are in the wedding industry but also just any industry in general where you work with human beings this episode is going to be amazing so i'm super excited for us to get into it um a little recap i'm currently in guatemala last minute shooting a wedding second shooting for Deirdre Alston and I'm a hundred percent recording this intro on my phone under the covers because I forgot my podcast mic so apologies in advance but it has been an amazing amazing wedding day um and wedding weekend we have gotten to shoot on a volcano (laughs) it's been really really crazy and just such a beautiful testament to to just how crazy and fun and life can be when we let it because I we ended up having to book my ticket 12 hours before I had to fly out out because some stuff happened with their other shooter and yeah it's just been really crazy and beautiful and such a beautiful opportunity and it's been so fun to get to second shoot again and to experiment with photography in a way that I haven't in borderline almost years since I stopped taking weddings it's just been really really fun and really really cool um and so as a little photography reminder before we get into the podcast I'm gonna let you guys know that now that the sun is setting you know, we've had daylight savings. Now that the sun is setting at freaking 2 p.m. basically, um, you're going to need artificial light. So if you don't know how to shoot flash and off-camera flash, I promise you it is going to change your entire life and the entire trajectory of your career. And I know that's a bold statement, but I stand by it. So if you don't know a lot about artificial light, we are going to link two things for you in the show notes. Number one is our best-selling course, the Indoor and Artificial Lighting course, which we have just, we have hundreds and hundreds of creatives in it and it literally changes people's careers. Hence, the fact that it's literally like our bestseller ever other than the Pinterest course. Um, So that's link number one for you. And we're also going to link Let's Get Lit, which is our artificial light freebie. If you're just wanting to dive into the basics, this is an incredible place to start. It also includes a snippet of the course, which is really, really fun. So I'm going to link both of those for you guys in the show notes. And I'm going to see you guys next week for some really, really fun things. I'm trying to think of what else is new. Oh, we started a TikTok. We're going to link that for you too. That is where all photography tips and tricks are going to be going from now on. So if you are a photographer, you want to learn more about being a better photographer, come follow us on TikTok. That is where all the photography knowledge is going to go now that our Instagram is more focused on businesses and brands and strategy and soul and all of that good stuff. So anyway, I'm going to stop blabbering for you guys. It's also really hot under this blanket. I love you. I mean it. And let's get into it with iHeartCreative. Maddie and Felicia on today and I'm so excited. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. Thank you. (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourselves for those who don't know you yet? This is Maddie. This is Felicia. (laughs) We're best friends and partners. Yeah. I love the I love the introducing each other. That's like the best thing ever. Yeah. I've been thinking about it for a while and I'm like, why don't we just introduce each other? It's so much better. Yeah. (laughs) It feels very you guys, honestly, for that to be the way that you introduce your business. Um, tell us a little bit about iHeart. 
So we were a photo company turned a video company. Now we do both, but primarily video for weddings. We started uh, about 13 years ago and our very first wedding, Felicia turned to video so she can lie all she wants and say that we've always been, we started with photo, but we started with photo and video. And there's that, that raw emotion that comes from the words that are spoken during toasts versus the photo that lives on a hard drive that you're never going to look at. It's much better to hear your dad's voice than to see his face. Yeah. Once we understood the importance of how amazing audio can be for a wedding, like we made that switch real quick. That makes sense. I always like wish I knew anything about video because like there will just be moments in my life too where I'm just like wow if I was a videographer (laughs) I could memorialize this a lot better than I am right now with my camera so do you hear my Alexa talking to us just randomly I do hear the Alexa yeah Mm -hmm. big big technology cursed So we are technologically cursed. Eden knows firsthand. I do know. Yeah. So I know iHeart. I know Felicia and Maddie from the Becoming program. And yes, they have the most cursed technology I've ever (laughs) met in my entire life. So honestly, if that's the only thing that happens on today's podcast episode, I'll be like, that was great. Like the fact that we made it through just with just the Alexa, I would love that. Honestly. That would be great. That, yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about where you guys are based out of. And also I would love to hear about like, 13 years is a lot of years. Um, I have been in the wedding industry since 2015, like officially. And I feel like I've seen it change so much. And just like the interfaces that we're on change so much. So I would love to hear one where you guys are based out of, but two, like what, what has the landscape been like over the last 13 years? Because so much has changed in our worlds in general and also the wedding world. Yeah. Um, so we're based out of Santa Barbara. But we do travel often, all over, a lot. Um, (laughs) But Santa Barbara is our home, and we love coming back to it. Um, I think the industry has definitely shifted more towards video. Like, as soon as we started in the industry, it was like, I don't know, like a couple years in, it was like, okay, there's video now. Like, this is a thing. Like, it's it was much less accessible um, Mm -hmm. when we started. A lot of our clients didn't have it. We were just photography and we would show up and we were we weren't paid as much back then so we were in the lower bracket and people wouldn't have it and that's kind of how we started Felicia would just switch to video and our clients that year would get surprise video coverage as well as a full photography collection and they wouldn't know on the wedding day we would still work back and forth um granted we didn't know anything about video Felicia was truly just flying by the seat of her pants and trying things out and we weren't using the rules and all the things that we know now but that was our good like introduction into video is just kind of giving it away as freebies and slowly adding more and more audio yeah it was like testing the waters like how does this work is this fun do we like it like and then when we would hand it over to our clients they would have no idea and that was I think that was why we did it because Mm -hmm. they were like wow this is so cool like I had no idea you guys were doing this yeah, we love the like released pressure of it not being something they paid for. And you guys just get to like play around with it and deliver it to them. Yeah, there is a difference when you do just get to kind of play and do whatever you want because there is zero expectation. And I do think a lot of the way our videos are now was born from that because Felicia would leave in the stupidest moments that most people wouldn't that truly make a wedding day unique and special and one of a kind 
we see so many, there's so many weddings and they're getting ready. First look ceremony, family photos, like they all have the same template, but they're all so uniquely individual to the couple. And we take time to really focus on the people and to hear the stories within the stories on the wedding day, or like grandma comes up and tells you something, you have to pay attention to every word to find the story that lays within the wedding day. Ooh, I love that. Okay. Well, that's why I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today because obviously I, I know your business a bit because you've been in Becoming for several months and you guys have been in the business for a really long time and I'll brag on you because I know you won't say it yourselves, but Felicia and Maddie have run their business almost exclusively without social media. Like obviously you have social media and like up until like pre-Becoming too, like you guys were only using it sporadically, right? Like you've really built this 13 year long business off of connection yeah 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 I would solely off of connection really it it really started our very first year we sold sold a living social and does anybody remember living socials (laughs) probably not we're very old yeah you don't know what a living social is so it's kind Mm -hmm. of like Groupon it it was like a push where they would sell a service for a a limited price we would get half of whatever that was living social got the other half so i think it was like we ended up with 42 dollars or something being what we made from these one hour family sessions but within that family session we were able to upsell um for 150 dollars you could get all the images on a cd when cds were still a thing we burned Mm -hmm. cd um oh excuse me dvd and then within those connections we sold 74 in like a 24-hour period which is absurd and we had three months to fulfill all 74 of those which gave us great practice we learned really well how to work with one another how to speak to our clients because we've always approached a wedding day as like a tandem shooting team i'm not the lead felicia is Mm -hmm. not the lead we are both the lead of our company so it, it gave us a really good like trial run basically just we jumped off jumped into the deep end and learned to shoot together but within that one of our very first living socials was a coordinator in town who we've become dear friends with and she has kind of spread the fire for us and introduced us to other coordinators introduced us to other djs and other vendors within the industry and that really helped Mm -hmm. and outside of that that's like the only advertising we'd ever done really Mm -hmm. Uh, outside Mm -hmm. of that just like talking to people and making sure that we connect with people and become their friends and spend time with them outside of a wedding day. Yeah. I love that. And I know that we've kind of simmered it down to your guys' like brand statement of people over profits, which I feel like is just a perfect summary of you guys in general is that like, it's always people over profits. And that isn't to say that you don't make an amazing living off of this, but I would love to hear what people over profits means to you guys a little bit more about that. And like how that shows up in your business back in the beginning, but also now, because again, like 13 years is a long time for that to expand. And it sounds like you already, you very quickly made those connections, but like what has people over profits kind of look like in your business and what does it mean to you? I think starting out in our business, we would like, we just got so excited that we had clients to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like our first year was like, oh, we got to get clients. Like this is happening. We're starting a business. So we would like really take care of them. We would send them gifts almost every holiday. Um, That was like what we did the first couple of years. And then which is so cute. Yeah. Like (laughs) they weren't big, but it was just like a, Hey, we're thinking about you like a scratcher on St. Patrick's day. Like hope you're lucky. And just something super small, but it lets people like, 
it's like getting a, a phone call from a friend from a long time ago. Like you, you have to keep working at it to like, to build that. Yeah. Just getting them excited for the wedding day. So sending them like, you know, something on uh, Valentine's day, you know, and getting something in the mail, like getting something in the mail is fun. That's um, not a bill. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bill. Yeah, that, that one's a little less fun. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not an invoice. It's not anything that has to do with work really. It's just like, Hey, we're thinking about you. You guys are awesome people. We're so excited to share your wedding day with you. And it was genuine. It wasn't like, Oh, we, we want to, you know, really take care of our clients because we're going to make more money or, you know, it was like, we really were excited and we always have been like, that's been like the base of our, what we do. But, um, eventually we would just send, start sending more personalized things. So Maddie <laughs> would literally press flowers from each wedding one year. That oh was what we God. did every single wedding for an entire year. And like, I, that's what she did. I put them between glass. You know, it's like one of those, mm-hmm. I see something on Instagram or whatever, Pinterest. And I'm like, oh, I can, I can do that. I, don't, I can do that. <laughs> I don't need to buy it. My <laughs> craftiness is, it runs deep within my veins. And it was one way for me to detach from the photography or the videography aspect of what I do while still giving to my clients. I'm now doing something creative. That's like an outlet outside of the creative field that we have. I'm a full believer in like, you have to be creative outside of the one thing that you're creative in to stay creative. So Mm. I was going to say, I think like you saying how excited that you were in the beginning. I think a lot of people, when we first start our careers, right? Yeah. When we first start signing clients, we get so overly excited and we can kind of like do a million things for each client because we're just so stoked that we have them. And I've noticed within the industry a lot, like when people aren't careful, they obviously can lose that passion because of burnout or disconnect. Or like you said, they kind of like burn out their creativity by just making this one thing that's for money, their creativity. How have you guys kept that passion alive throughout all 13 years of your business that's a good one (laughs) I really think it goes back to like listening to your clients and not just being there as a wedding vendor but showing up as a friend and so at least recently we're not necessarily sending out like a, a barrage of things to each client anymore they might get one or two things from us um and they are heartfelt but we're we want to spend the time now. So when we sit down with a client on an engagement session or before an engagement session, we want to like get to know them. And that helps the creative side to our business. When we have a phone call or a zoom call, uh, specifically if they meet us for Frosé at the lucky penny, like we know it's going to be a good wedding following the Frosé. It just always is because you connect to somebody over cocktails or over lemonade or whatever it is that you're drinking, you connect with them on a deeper level than just a vendor relationship. You're Mm -hmm. opening yourself up to be a friend instead of just a person who shows up in exchange for a paycheck. Mm. Was that ever like nerve wracking for you guys? Or are you just like naturally really extroverted? We're very introverted. Yeah, we are. But it's like, it's opening those doors for those people you want to be close to. If we're not close to you on your wedding day, we can't tell your story properly. I think that's Mm. the shift that happened. Like when we went from doing so much photo to more video, it was like, we can't just like send them gifts anymore. Like we have to sit down and we have to spend time with them and really get to know who they are. Are they more silly? Are they more romantic? Are they who in their family you know, do they really, really love and why? And like this friend got them, you know, put them together and linked them up and they're super important, like understanding every part of their life and 
their wedding day really, really helps us to tell their story. So I think that's kind of why, like we saw the importance in it. I love that. How do you feel like that's showed up on the wedding day? So like, say you have this prep, right. And like you get to get to know them, you get to go get Frosé, which is so cute and fun. And so you guys, I'm obsessed with that. Um, You get to do all this, you get to know them. How did you see that that changed, like how your actual events went or your engagement sessions? Like, what does that look like in practice? It's crazy how much of a difference it makes because we show up on the, on the wedding day and now we're not strangers. We're not walking into the room. We know what they look like. Which we is know, huge. We have inside <laughs> jokes already. Um, and we're like a, an extension of their bridal party. I mean, I can't tell you how many times because we've gotten frosé with people or like had some time to spend with them before the wedding, we show up and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for being here. At the end of the day, they're like, you guys were like friends. You guys aren't vendors, like you're friends. And that's like, that's that's everything. That's that's what we want. We don't necessarily want to just send out little tchotchkes anymore. Mm-hmm. We want that deeper connection. And it might come from being older. Like I, I don't want to just show up on a wedding day and leave from a wedding mm-hmm. day. I want to show up to a friend's wedding. I want to leave. I want to know when you get pregnant. I want to know when you have your first kid. I want to know when you get that big promotion. Like I want to know all the things about your life because at the end of all of this, we have these beautiful videos to show for it, or we have these beautiful photo galleries to show for it. But if there's no connection there, you're truly missing the point when you show up to a wedding. Like you're, there's such a disconnect from just doing a job to being as creative as possible because you want to serve a friend. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love that. I love the idea of making it like you're you're working with a friend now and like someone that you like genuinely care about on a human level. Do you feel like do you feel like this has also changed the I don't like the word reward. I don't I'm trying to think of like a better word for it, but like has it been more rewarding for you as a human now that you have this connection? Like talk to us about like the effect on like your personal life of being more connected to your clients. Like one of our first weddings that we had done where we felt this was we did a destination wedding down in like Cancun and we left that wedding. We had spent like what three or four days with Mm -hmm. them. And we left that wedding going, this is it. Like we need three to four days with our people. Like that's, I think that's why we like destination wedding so much is because we get to show up the day before the welcome party, the mm-hmm. the night before, um, the day after when they go and do fun things with their friends and family. And then we leave. People have honestly considered us like a part of the family. They're like, you guys are my daughters now. Cute. <laughs> it's nice because you like, leave thinking like we know these people and they're friends they're not just a one more like check Check. off our list you know Mm -hmm. we don't ever want someone to feel like they're just a check on a list for us like a to-do list because when you show up to especially the destination wedding that she was just referring to we didn't meet marissa and erica beforehand like we didn't get to see them they lived on the east coast Mm -hmm. we lived in california we were meeting in mexico but the second we showed up they were so excited to have us there and we could feel it and so that like friendship gap was already bridged because we felt like they they genuinely wanted us there and then they included us in everything and we're not going to say no because it's not technically on the timeline like if it's the morning of your wedding and we're we've got nothing else to do and you're going to jump in the ocean together to like cleanse the day or whatever it might be we want to be there and so it's kind of like a full access pass when it's it's destination yeah like there was one point in that weekend where they asked us to come to the pool because all their friends had just arrived and they were drinking in the pool 
and we show up and we brought our cameras, but you know, it's hard to film in the pool if you don't have something waterproof. So we brought our like GoPro or whatever. And you know, there's only so much you can get with a GoPro, but we were just like drinking in the, you know, we were hanging out with them and acting like a friend and that like that bonded right before the wedding and every, all their friends and family knew who we were. So when they came up to us at the wedding, they weren't afraid. They weren't, they knew who we were. They weren't afraid to be themselves. So we got really great footage. <laughs> and your guard gets dropped as yeah. a guest people over and over and over again. We're like, well, <laughs> they're right there. So just act natural. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's like a great point to make is that I think a lot of people get hung up on like, how do I get my clients comfortable? Like, and it's like, well, are you making an effort to get to know them as a human being who then can connect with you and trust you enough to be themselves around you without, you know, there's something very daunting about having multiple cameras in your face, which I feel like everyone learns as soon as they get their photo taken. Like even as someone that does weddings, when I get my photos taken, I'm like, oh, wow, this like really is kind of terrifying to like have a camera in my face. And like, I can only show up as myself if I feel really comfortable with the person. So I think that's like an amazing perspective of like, yeah, go to the events with your clients, even if you do or don't bring your camera, but like the ones that they invite you to like get to know them, have this relationship with them. Do you feel like you guys have kept relationships with a lot of your clients over the years? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like we still, I, I, I actually texted um, Erica the other day because she did a race and like I had just done a race. So yeah, we, we keep in contact with them. The it's, social it's media aspect of it totally helps. A bunch mm-hmm. of our clients from last year just had babies. Like it was the baby boom. Everybody <laughs> had babies. But getting to see those things and a lot of them don't live in California. So it is a means of connection. It's just social media. But knowing how they're doing after the fact and feeling mm-hmm. that connection like I I don't want to say trauma bonding because that's not the it's not a trauma that we're going through but it's kind of like you're going through this massive event Mm -hmm. and they're allowing you into their their family and their home essentially and you become a part of that if Mm -hmm. if you allow yourself the space to be present and not just be getting social media content or like disconnect from certain things Mm. how do you guys feel like you recenter or like reground around this concept of people over profits like have there been times where like you show up and you're tired and exhausted and you're like geez let's just like get this done like let's get this job taken care of like or maybe it's not when you're showing up on a job but just a week where you're like really tired like how do you recenter and reground 13 years and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of weddings into your careers like how do you reground around this principle so that you make sure that you give it to all of your clients I don't even think we need to really recenter. I think in the beginning, it we didn't have our we didn't we didn't brands at all until like a couple of years ago. Legit, like we were doing it all our, our, on our own, um, building our website, all of our you know it, marketing things. I built all the logos and yeah. then rebuilt all the logos and but going through that branding process and having somebody sit down and be like what is this? Why are, client? <laughs> why are we doing this? Why do you want your website to be pink? Are you sure you want your website to be pink? <laughs> so it's like going through these things, but our website is not like any other videographer's website. You don't go to somebody's website like this and think, oh, I think they might, they'll probably be boring. Like you go to yeah. our website and you're like, oh, okay. That's a lot. <laughs> and if you can't handle that, then you're not our client. And since we rebranded and that's what we found we get like all of these amazing clients now and we don't have to like 
you know, show up thinking like, oh, this is going to be boring or we're not going to connect with them. You know, like every single in the last two years, every single wedding that we've had has been amazing, honestly, because of that. Yeah. You see a little bit more of who we are now Mm -hmm. just going to our website and that has changed. It's, it's a turn on or turn off the moment you hit that landing page and then you have to get through a few pages (laughs) before you can contact us. Mm. And once admitted the contact form there's confetti it's like a whole we are a vibe and I love that about us so it like really takes it down if you can't handle the confetti you're you're probably not the client at some point you're gonna get confetti so just like be prepared yeah if you like can't handle it on your screen you're not gonna like it when you like physically receive it (laughs) it's like a unicorn just sneezed all over you honestly that's the perfect description of you guys is like a unicorn (laughs) sneezed all over everything um Okay. So this is like, I love this idea of people over profits, like with your clients, how do you feel like that's shown up for you in the industry in general, like with fellow vendors and connecting with them? And like, I think, I think a lot of people don't realize how much of a family, obviously destination work is different because you're working with different vendors every time. But like when you do work locally in some capacity, which I know you guys do work in Santa Barbara, um, there's kind of like a family almost that ends up kind of forming of vendors that you're really comfy with. And I'd love to know like how this principle has kind of bled into your vendor relations as well. It feels like when we show up at a wedding now that we're, it's like a family reunion. Like our last wedding we had, it was like, okay, DJ, you're amazing. We love you. Like, let's go hug it out before we, we like, as soon as we show up to the venue, we're putting our stuff down to hug somebody, not like to get to work, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, eventually we'll get to work. We, we got to make that. We got to make the eye contact. You got to make we gotta the, do the high five. We got to hug. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like, it was DJ catering, um, coordination this last wedding. So it was like, we and had to hair hit makeup. and hair and makeup. It was like, oh, a it was like and there, you know, <laughs> yeah, you get, we don't kind of get excited when we see our people, like we all have inside jokes and we want you yeah. to feel like, especially with hair and makeup and us, we want you to feel like you're a part of the camaraderie. So the bride might be getting her hair and makeup done, but we're like shooting the shit together and asking about family members. And then the bride gets in on the conversation. So it's just like this massive unity situation that's happening every wedding. It just makes a day so much better when you have that, when you're not showing up and you don't make these connect, like, you you know, if you're shooting locally in a city and you don't have these connections, like you're really missing out. Like it's so important for the day to go smoothly. There's been so many times where we've shown up to a wedding and like the coordinator needed help with something and you know, they're really good friends and everyone just kind of pitched in to help on something that needed to happen in the moment that was like an accident, you know? I think that's, that's also hugely important is knowing what you're there to do, but also being flexible enough to help a you're all on the same team, photo, video, coordination, catering, whatever is happening. We're all there for the couple. So mm-hmm. we need to do whatever we can. So that the couple is insulated from whatever is happening. If it starts raining and we have to move reception inside, you put your camera down. Guests aren't happy right now anyway. So what are you even filming? <laughs> taking mm-hmm. photos. Of people are wet and angry. So like pitch in, put you your stuff down. Towel off the plates. Yeah. T- towel dry the plates. It's And then it's a story for the couple like, hey, after, you know, when it started raining, we were drying all your plates and we helped move reception in there. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you guys did that. You didn't have to. So it's just it's being a person first. Yeah, You're not a wedding vendor. You're a human being. And having those human connections makes this job so much better because otherwise you sit 
in your house by yourself in the quiet or listening to a podcast or, you know, you're just by yourself in the editing cave and then you get out and you see someone who you might know and then you go back, like make a connection so you can have coffee on Thursday, you know? Mm, I love that. And I just love, yeah, the idea of bringing the human back into it because I think sometimes we can get really hung up on the job side of things and like it really is such I always tell people like not in the wedding industry I'm like it's crazy that you're like kind of a stranger almost like you said where you're like you're getting let into people's homes and like the most intimate part of their day like you're with one of you're with one of the like members of the couple like you're with the couple more than they're almost with each other sometimes like it is crazy how intimate of a setting we are in as people that have if anything only known them for less than a year like that's best case scenario even if you are getting to know them really well you don't haven't known them that long and I just I think that can get lost on us sometimes with how crazy the wedding industry gets yeah that's true yeah just bridge that gap you have to bridge the people gap you really do Mm -hmm. do you guys have tips for that as introverts like how have you walked this line of not getting burnt out and having time to like recharge personally, like if you recharge alone, because I think that's a lot of people's hesitation with getting really personal with their clients is they're like, I'm shy or I'm introverted. And like, that stresses me out. I mean, but at the you end of the day, do it in your own way. Yeah. At the end of the day, what's better or worse, like pushing yourself a little bit, knowing that you have your camera in front of you to protect you. Cause truly that is my protection. You know, it's like your Clark Kent versus Superman kind of a situation. You put your camera down. You're a totally, I'm a totally different person and <laughs> totally different person in a like social setting. If I don't have my camera, but you give someone in this industry, a camera, and suddenly you can act like a buffoon and nobody's going to say anything because you've got your camera. So bridging that portion. Yeah. I think it, I mean, for me, it's nice to just like go back to the editing cave. I mean, that is the nice part of this. That's my recharging station for sure. Yeah. I get that. I love that. What has been like, do you guys have tips or tricks for also like creating a good community with your vendors? Because I think like, like I said, there are times where you know your people really well and you create this family. But what about on jobs like destination work or jobs where you're just meeting a vendor for the first time, specifically photographers? Because obviously photographers and videographers work hip and hip on the wedding day for better or for worse. Do you have recommendations on how to create like a little mini family for the day when you might not even really know each other as vendors going into a job? I mean, we try to like introduce ourselves and like, you know, spend some time with them before we start the day and like kind of get to know who they are as a person. Um, If we can, we try to email. Um, It doesn't always happen, but for sure on the wedding day, I think that definitely helps. It's so hard because when you're traveling, there is that that gap of like we come from Santa Barbara is a unique community mm-hmm. in and of itself. And I know you've shot here a few times. Mm-hmm. Even we have amazing, amazing, incredible people. vendors. Like, yeah. Our vendor community is unlike anything else. And we all take care of one another. So when we do go out, we see that it's not necessarily the same everywhere. So looking at somebody's work beforehand, whether it's the coordinator, hair and makeup, or the photographer, seeing how they kind of work or what what they what present is, yeah. on social media is also huge. Like, do they share their family? Can you walk walk up to the coordinator and be like, oh my gosh, I saw that it was your, your son's first day of school. Like, how'd that go? And bridging that human gap. Like, again, you just have to take take the work out of it and make 
make a human connection. Because at the end of the day, that's all we have is that human connection moving forward. And if you start off on the right foot and you've asked the coordinator a random question about their life and they can think back to when it's now vendor meal time and you walk up like a human and you say, where's vendor meals? But you were super kind and you were super genuine. They're more willing to help you than if you weren't. So just figuring out those those little holes that you can kind of seed emailing. I'm super excited to work with you. Mm hmm. And kind of letting it just naturally happen, but being genuine about your communication. I'm hoping on the wedding day too, like if they need help with something, like there, there's been so many times where we've helped the photographer, like wrangle family members for family photos. It's not in our job, but but we know how, we know stressful how to do it. Yeah. Family photos are. Yeah. You know, move a chair. It's not going to kill you as a videographer to move a chair or to help the photographer because you need you need just as much content as they do. Family photos are super stressful for photographers. Help them out. And then during portrait time, they'll be like, oh, they didn't have to do that, but they did anyway. And then you end up with more time. You know, it's a give and take. It's like any relationship. Mm. Yeah, I love approaching it as a a relationship because it is with everyone there. It's not just like a bunch of solo people. It's everyone working together for the couple, Um, which I think is like the best thing to keep in mind overall, which is crazy that that gets lost on us, but it does. Mm -hmm. It's easy to definitely fall into your groove and be like, I'm here for one reason and one reason only, and I have to get what I need. And if somebody gets in my way, (laughs) I'm going to say something. But Mm. that's not how you approach a relationship, like a cohesive, like everybody's happy surrounding these two people. We're all there for two people who are very much in love, hopefully. And so, (laughs) you know, there's like, it happens. 99% of the time they are in love. Like, oh, do you, can you hold hands or something? But for the most part, we're there for those two people and we all need to get along because they're so in love and it's such a privilege. So if you treat it as that, it's much easier to work with somebody because we're all there for Just the same re- reason. Remembering it's about them. It's not about us. Yeah. Like if you're it's, trying to think about it, like getting in and out, it's not going to, maybe this job isn't for you or. Or even just like from a publishing standpoint, like we're not there to be published, which we've always had that mindset. Like we don't show up to a wedding thinking, oh, we're going to post this on the blog or, oh, I'm going to try and get this into Style Me Pretty. I hate trying to publish things. My blogs don't, they never happen. And if they do, it's like once every three months. It's just, it's not where the priorities are. The priorities for us are with the people. And so showing up for the people versus showing up for a publication is is where we strive, I think. Yeah. And I think that's another like really good reminder for people is that like even if no one ever sees your work but the couple, as long as like they love it, you've done your job. Like mm-hmm. your job isn't made by getting an Instagram post or something to put as a reel or a TikTok. Like your job is done by completing your contract and providing something amazing for your couple. And that's quite literally the entirety of it anything else is extra and I think is like another testament obviously to you guys not using social media for the most part for like a decade like I think that's what's so cool is it speaks to your experience and your yeah like it's like you're not booking jobs because you went for the content you're booking jobs because you've made your clients really really happy for a decade which is so cool we love that we love to hear it okay well this is been so helpful and so amazing thank you guys so much for sharing your knowledge i'd love to hear like what's next for iheart like you're 13 years in you have over a decade of knowledge and everything like what's next for you guys 
we're um, hoping to release a Super 8 course at the beginning of this year, this coming year. And we're also offering one-on-one mentoring sessions coming in November. <gasps> so for like people over profits kind of a situation, getting to know your client a little bit better, um, bridging that human gap, which I, I think we all could use a little yeah. reminder. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you're launching in November because that's like the perfect slow season start. Mm-hmm. For everyone to pick up crazy wedding boom part two in 2023. <laughs> yeah. The wedding boom was real this year. It was real and it was tough. And I you know- pour one out for all of you because I've just had to coach everyone in it. I haven't had to actually do it myself, but just watching all of my clients handle it. I'm like, oh my God, the wedding boom was. It was real. It was I think you got out at the right time. <laughs> I, I scraped by the skin of my teeth. Honestly, I got right before it. But that is amazing. Um, we will link everything for you guys in the show notes as well so that you can keep learning from iHeart, their Instagram, their website, all of that good stuff, their TikTok, all of their lovely Super 8 everything. I'm obsessed with your guys' Super 8. I just watch it all the time. I'm not going to lie. I'm always just like, <laughs> it's such a dream. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. This was so helpful. I think this is such a like good mindset shift for people to make, whether they are photographers, videographers, anything. Like I don't even think this is wedding industry specific, just getting back to the people mm-hmm. side of things in our business, especially if you're a service provider is just like, that's all it is at the end of the day is just people exchanging energy. Really. I'm like, you're really just ex- exchanging it in the form of money or products or whatever deliverables. But like at the end of the day, it's such a beautiful human experience to be a part of. So thank you so much for sharing and for coming on. Thank you for having us. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time. 